Welcome to From the Touchline, the Scarborough Rugby Union Football Club podcast. Hello and welcome um, to a brand new episode, to episode five I think it is, of uh, From the Touchline uh, with myself Charlie Hopper and Sharon Tate. Um, we've got plenty to chat to you about um, this this afternoon or evening or morning, whenever you're listening to us. But firstly, Sharon, we're back in the hot seat again. Uh, just how are you feeling today? Yeah, I'm good, thanks Charlie. I'm uh, hopefully recovered. I had a few days away last week and um, straight back to it, straight back in at the deep end with busy times here at the club. So yeah, all good. I think you should really tell us exactly where you were, Sharon, because <laughs> if people haven't seen it on your social media, you, you did some quite extraordinary stuff, really. Well, yeah, I mean, I don't think it's extraordinary. I think I've, I mean, yes, I've been very lucky to be able to do it. Um, but yeah, headed off to Croatia last week with a couple of friends um, and we cycled about 200 kilometres over three days. Um, yeah, just across three of the islands, up and down the mountains. Um, the weather was fabulous. The scenery was amazing. And if anybody ever gets the chance to do something like that, just do it. It's it's amazing what you can do when you set your mind to it. But yeah, we had an absolutely brilliant, brilliant trip and lots of people out there raising money for different charities. Um, and it was it was fabulous. Your body must be feeling pretty tired now. <laughs> it's wrecked. <laughs> if I'm being brutally honest, if anybody's seen me hobbling around the club recently, that's not a result of the cycling I hasten to add. But yeah, I, I am at the moment a little bit wrecked. So I did some nice yoga with Priya last night in Barron's, so I'm hopeful that uh, a few more sessions will will get me back to back to full fitness. Wow, um, and I mean, as soon as you came back, it was essentially straight back to work, wasn't mm. it? With the um, with the sportsman's dinner, yeah. I, I was I couldn't make it. Sharon was very fortunate to be able to to be in attendance for that. It we was. and we both, of course, met our guest who you'll hear from um, in the next couple of minutes. But Sharon, firstly, what was the evening like? It was spectacular, to be honest. It was um, really busy, full, absolutely rammed to the rafters. Everybody was really excited at meeting, you know, James. Um, lots of anticipation, you know, as, as mm. the evening sort of got started and underway. Um, and it, yeah, it just stayed at that level all, all evening. It, it was great. Everybody just really threw themselves into it. Um, John Gillen was emceeing for us and he was great. Um, the staff were fantastic. Um, you know, it's 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 challenging times in hospitality at the moment for staff, um, and we're really lucky here at the club. We've got you know we've got um, some brilliant staff that step in when we need them, um, and and help us with cover uh, events like that and across the weekend for rugby as well. So big shout out to everybody that was working that evening, and and uh, huge thanks for helping it go really smoothly. And apologies to those that had to come in and clear up on Friday, um, because yeah, it, it it was busy. It was a good night. Yeah, I I did the Neil Warnock night um, last. I think it was the the beginning of last summer uh, when he was here, and I can advocate for that. That it, yeah. it, it when it's busy in there and there's tables and tables of people, yeah. it just seems endless for the staff. Yeah, so I know. Um, the... we stayed on afterwards and and you know and cleared up as much as we could on the evening, but. We were, you know, we were just bringing in more glasses than the, the glass machine could handle. So, um, yeah, it, it was a it was a mammoth task uh, for everybody involved. Uh, but I, I feel as though it went really well. And hopefully everybody that came will have really enjoyed it. And if people didn't get to uh, get a ticket, then maybe next year's the one. I don't know who it's going to be. But yeah, I don't know. 
Wait, be, watch yeah. this space. Yes. We'll announce it, Charlie, yeah, we'll in, tease in a future it. episode of <laughs> we From will. the Touchline. We'll tease it. Um, <laughs> of course, if you haven't, the e-zine's gone out as well uh, this week. If you haven't um, subscribed to that, then make sure you do. Um, Sharon, what's some of the stuff that's been going on at the club? Again, another a busy week on and off the field. It's been a really busy week, actually, Charlie. Yeah, we've, um, we've had all sorts of things going on. The Valkyries uh, headed off to, or are heading off to Yarm, sorry, on Sunday. They are. Um, they played um, had a break last weekend, but they're heading over to Yarm. Um, it's a relatively new side to the league, so nobody will know what to expect really. So it, you know, it could be an interesting day for the ladies there. Uh, at the moment, the Valkyries are doing really well. They're at the top of the table and as yet unbeaten. So hopefully they'll have a, a successful trip over there. And we'll have uh, we'll have Emily Hasseldine on, won't we, in the next couple of weeks as well. So that'll us. be a, that'll be a yeah. nice addition to, to the podcast at some point. Yeah, Emily's coming to have a chat with us. And also um, from junior rugby, from the Colts, Tian and Ingham, he's going oh, to come and have a chat yeah. with us as well about his challenges at the moment with his um, cancer diagnosis, which mm. will be... Hopefully, be um, it'll reach people on a lot of different levels. Yeah. Um, so I'm really looking forward to interviewing both of those um, young people, young adults. Yeah, yeah that it, all to come, all to come in the next like couple of weeks, really, isn't it? It's it's yeah. non-stop for for us, really. Um, again, the the group training sessions again. They're starting at Barons, aren't they? In the next couple yeah, of weeks. Yeah, they've already started. Um, right. Second of October, I think. So Monday, Wednesday, Friday morning at six a.m. Um, it's it's kind of moved on from what was boot camp, um, and it's just been kind of redesigned um, and a new a new type of programming. And the feedback that I've had, because I haven't unfortunately haven't yet been able to go. I do I do try and go to boot camp, but with being away, haven't been able to go to the new group training. But the feedback that I've had from my friends that do attend have said mm. said it's you know the effort that's gone into it's been phenomenal and that. The, the team at you know Paul's team at Barons are doing a really great job with that so yeah if you haven't had a chance to check that out then do uh, either have a chat with the, the guys at Barons or just book on via the app um, and come along and give it a go Speaking of the app, I introduced my granny to the app this week. Oh, uh, how did that yeah. go? Oh, that was a really weird experience because <laughs> she doesn't go as often as she'd like to, but when she does go, she says, oh, I swipe my card and everything. I said, Gran, you, you got the wrong way. You've got to do it on the app. So I, I, she downloaded the app and I told her exactly what to do and then she was straight in. And you she need to watch her. It. She might be on all sorts of apps now. I know. I'm worried she'll be booking into all these classes, not even wanting to be going. <laughs> as long as, as well. that's the worst she does, you're all right. I hope so. she's not going to listen to this. I hope so. <laughs> if she does, then I'll just give a shout out to my gran. Um, just on a slightly more serious note, with regards to the gym, um, and I don't want to bang on about you know um, germs and COVID and pandemics etc. But there are still cleaning stations around. There's still hand sanitizer everywhere. And it's just, you know, if people are happy to look after themselves and others that are mm. going to follow them and just wipe down the kit afterwards, I know that the staff in Barons would be really grateful. So, yeah, just a little bit of a... Mm. a it's, it, no, it's, you're right. You're right. Fully right. There's, there's enough, you know, people use the, the gym, mm. isn't there? And the amount of people that use the treadmills and, and use all the equipment, the germs will build up, won't they, across the day? It's just basic gym etiquette, isn't it, really? It's yeah. like putting your weights away when you've finished, which, don't get me started on that one. Ooh, that's just... <sighs> A nasty subject. <laughs> we'll, 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 yeah, we'll attend to that yeah. on the future episode. <laughs> um, and Friday nights are back, aren't they? At the at the rugby club, not up in the uh, up in the members mm. bar, but down in Hartley's Cafe bar. 
Yeah, this Friday um, at five o'clock, if you haven't got a table booked, give us a call on 357740 and um, book a table for Friday evening. We've got, um, yeah, it's just, uh, we're just trialling something new this week, see how it goes. But uh, everything's uh, freshly made on site mm. and hand prepared, so should be really good, should be really good. Yeah, it, um, again, we used to spend a lot of time up, up in the members bar with the, yeah. the Friday night meals so they used to always be like the highlight of our week yeah, um, yeah going up there so it's nice to see it back as well yeah yeah i think everything's starting to drop back in isn't it now mm, yeah after the last sort of two or three years lots of things have lots of things have changed it's given everybody the chance to look at how they do things and perhaps make some tweaks and change things and as i say we're just trialing this this week see how it goes and yeah. and you know anybody that's got any feedback or any suggestions as to what you'd like to see and what you know what you want from your club which this is and, and your cafe bar then just come in and have a chat with us. Mm. We're always grateful for any suggestions. Yeah, I hope that has a decent intake. Um, also, on I mean, this will have um, it will have it will have gone by the time this um, podcast is is released. But of course, Amanda Craven, uh, who if mm. you haven't already seen, what have you been doing the last couple of weeks? Because that <laughs> yeah. was like one of our best episodes that we've done uh, with Amanda Craven, um, who is a hypnotherapist. Um, she was quite incredible, wasn't she, Sharon? Mm, um, yeah. You're going to be attending her book, book launch. launch. That yeah. will that will have gone by the time this podcast yeah. is out, sadly. But so the book launch is happening on the twelfth, Wednesday evening, on the twelfth, up in the Kudos Suite. Um, yeah, and it, you can book on it via Eventbrite. As Charlie said, if we manage to get this podcast out on schedule, potentially that, that will have happened. So apologies for that. But pop in. Um, Amanda's a, a member of Barron's. Pop in and, and see her if she's around or have a look at, uh, uh, you know, look her up on Google. And um, I've got a copy of her book in my office if anybody's interested, wants to have a look at that. So, yeah, I'm hoping, uh, so as I say, I'm attending that and I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. I think it'll be a really interesting mm. evening. And not to spoil our next guest who's coming on, but but, but before telling you who our next guest is, uh, this person did use Amanda Craven's yeah. techniques before their big competition and, and seemingly it worked. It did, yeah, it did. Yeah, as I say, we won't give too much away, <laughs> but um, yeah, that's that's great for Amanda and great for the club and, and great for, for, for Dave for, for the uh, mm. results that he got from... You know, I mean, I, I suspect in no small part to the effort that he's put in, in his training, but also backed up with the session that he had with Amanda, which is fabulous. Yeah. Um, before we go on to talk about girls rugby and, and junior rugby and everything, Sharon, we'll, um, we'll just pause for a minute just because we've got our new segment that's coming out now in our podcast. Now, this is off the back of, um, you'll hear in a minute from our guest who gave me and Sharon a little bit of advice about how we can grow our podcast and, and what we can do. Sharon, we've come up with a couple of nice new ideas, haven't we, to highlight the work of, of people within the club? Yeah. Yeah, I think, you know, I think, um, as you say, James was, was really um, generous with his advice and his time. Um, and yeah, we, we've got a couple of sections that we're going to run as, as regular pieces in the podcast. Uh, one of them will um, highlight our very own Matty Jones. Um, mm -hmm. Matty's musings, we will be pushing that out every week uh, where Matty will have a, a brief chat with us about what's happened on and off the pitch with the first here, uh, with the first 15, the seniors, senior men. And um, also we want to highlight other people around the club that sometimes, well, they may feel as though they go unnoticed, that they don't ever go unnoticed because we can't deliver what we do without them. But our volunteers um, and people that help us out in loads of different roles around the club, but we're going to highlight somebody every week. And 
if someone's got anyone in mind, could they potentially contact you? Yeah, absolutely. Just give me a call or pop into the rugby mm. office and have a chat. Yeah. Put some you know, nominate somebody, put somebody forward. Let's let's get their stories out on the podcast so mm. that everybody can everybody can understand what their role is, what they do, what they get out of it, how much enjoyment it brings them. And potentially it might spark some interest for somebody else that wants to get involved. Because yeah. you don't always you know, volunteering is a very difficult thing to, to do um, because you don't know what's going to be expected of you. And sometimes when we promote the need for volunteers, it can scare people off. Yeah. It's, and sometimes it is just a very small job that needs doing on a regular basis. And lots of people have time to do that. Um, so, yeah, it will be just getting people's stories out there and how they're involved with the club. Yeah, which is a really nice segment to have to mm. to be able to celebrate um, the people and what they've done. And hopefully Matty's got some nice stories as well of the as the season goes on. I'm sure Matty's got lots of stories. P- uh, PG, of course. I'm P- not sure we'll be able to broadcast them all, but if, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't want to have to put a beep over everything that he says, but we'll, uh, we'll make sure they're PG. And here's what Matty Jones had to say when he sat down for Matty's musings. We uh, knew that we obviously needed a, a bit of a bounce back from the, the Motown and Molten game and we asked the lads for it and I think we've kind of got it over the last kind of couple of weeks. We're not there where we need to be, um, but we know that we're building to um, to a place where we all want to try and kind of strive to and and get that, those kind of performances that we're after. Um, but yeah, again, another busy weekend for the girls rugby and junior rugby with both your lads playing um, yes. as well, Sharon. So uh, quite a lot of highs as well for the club. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the Colts played at home on Sunday against Barnsley. Um, Barnsley came uh, with a relatively new side. I think they've only been playing for a couple of years, um, which, you know, it did show on the pitch um, at but, but our guys really pulled it together um, and we put out one of our best performances. I think I can honestly say that, that I've ever seen them do. Uh, the score in these situations isn't always important. They won, they got lots of tries um, and they held themselves really well. Um, it was great for Jack Parks. He got a chance to go on as captain because um, Paul's injured. Uh, I mean, he's more injured today than he was on Sunday, unfortunately, but... Yeah, so Paul stepped down and ran the line for uh, for them. And, uh, yeah, some brilliant tries and conversions and the, the, the lads did us proud. They were really good. Yeah, yeah. and, um, of course, the under-12, 14, 16 and 18s girls took part in Sandal Festival. Um, and leading on from that, um, with other, over 600 girls from 30 different rugby clubs um, taking part, uh, just a quick congratulations to Zoe Oldcroft and her team as well in the mm. World Cup, um, who started off their campaign in quite incredible fashion with an 84-90 victory over Fiji. And she also scored a try. So yeah. um, Zoe uh, bagging as well there and, and great inspiration for, for everyone yeah. in the club. Not just the girls. You know, Zoe is an inspiration around the club for everybody I mean obviously that's that helps with recruiting more, more girls into the sport um, I actually get so many requests during the week for people you know boys girls all age groups coming through asking about rugby so it is something that's growing you know week on week we get more and more new new starters and it's it's through people like Zoe and and, and the other the other people that are worth a mention from from the club that have gone on and made names for themselves and are continuing to do so so very grateful to that and it's it's helping um 
it's helping us grow massively. Mm. Yeah, and, and the rugby, uh, the rugby league, the women's rugby union, sorry, World Cup um, on Freeview channels, isn't it as well? So people can yeah, all watch. Absolutely. But it does mean getting up at uh, ungodly hours. It, yeah, you're gonna need to set an alarm, I think, aren't you? Bit of a shame, isn't it? Really, you can always go back to bed afterwards. Yeah, that's true. I'll watch it in bed, but then I end up falling asleep whilst it's wow. on. I've done that before. <laughs> Not good. You no. end up getting up, you've sw- you switched on, you're ready, and then you fall asleep and then it's done. So <laughs> I don't know which way to advocate it, but um, yeah, they've, they've still got plenty of their tournament left. Um, and we've got some silverware this week from the touch team. Yes, the touch team led by Guy. Um, again, something, something that I guess not a lot of people have heard about really. Um, no, potentially not. And also it's it's not just an adult thing. You can actually play from the age of 14, boys and girls. So, yeah, anybody that's involved in rugby or maybe you're not involved in rugby, but you'd like to be and you want to just try it at a different level, um, come along and, um, and get involved with Touch. We run the sessions on a Wednesday at quarter past seven for an hour and it's open to everybody uh, from the age of 14. Um, but yeah, the guys, uh, the guys and gals did really well last, last week. Yeah, I've, I have watched a session mm. um, during pre-season when Matty and his squad took part in the session as, as part of their pre-season. Um, really good fun to watch, actually. Yeah, yeah. quite, yeah, quite competitive, is. actually. Yeah, not, yeah. not to put anyone off, but no, it's it really, is. really good. <laughs> yeah, no, they all they all have a really good time at it. I think, yeah. and um, yeah, it's it's a nice little community that guys got going there. So yeah. yeah, come and give it a shout. I know he's always happy to talk to potential new players. So just get in touch. Yeah, and uh, what else have we got, Sharon? That's uh, that's been going on in the in the world of Silveroid. Um, so I ran an affiliation clinic on Sunday uh, for the uh, youth rugby, which sounds grander than it was actually. Um, but yeah, part of the requirement for the RFU is that every player is affiliated on GMS, which is the game management system that the RFU run. So you do your registration here at the club, which gets you your kit and your club membership. Um, etc but you also have to affiliate on GMS now it's a relatively simple process but GMS can be quite challenging Um, we're doing really well we've got them you know the vast majority now affiliated still a few stragglers so if anybody hasn't yet affiliated their child um, either pop onto GMS and, and, and just press the button or if you do struggle with it call in and see me in the rugby office or give me a call and I will help as much as I can. But running the clinic on Sunday was really good because we got about 30 people through that otherwise probably would have struggled to to get done. So, yeah, that was good. And thank you for everybody that came and uh, and had your patience with me while we uh, we got that sorted. Yeah, that is a must. Definitely that is a must. <laughs> <laughs> what it is, the reason for it, just to not, not to bore anybody, but... It's so that the RFU are hold the uh, hold the data, mm. uh, but the parents are in charge of the data. So it's it's to give us all the information that we need to keep the kids yeah. safe. Basically, that's that's the top and bottom. Yeah, of it. yeah. Well, it, it, it's right. I've had to use GMS on many occasions for the first team, and yeah. it, it it's just you you know every player there are a few number and and you all sort of have that sort of database, mm. don't you, of, mm. of of everyone, and you're all affiliate, affiliated to that. Yeah. Um, but it can be a bit tricky to use. It can, but I'm here to help, so yeah. just give me a call if anybody needs to. Yeah. Um, Did you see the um, the lights outside the sports hall when you got here today? I didn't. So, where, are the, where can I find them when I leave well, tonight? you can if you go out the back door on the pitch side. Right. But we've replaced all of the lights in the sports hall. So ah. we've now got 30 strip lights that are perfectly in perfect working order. They've got three bulbs per fitting, 
um, and they're out there for anybody that needs them to come and take them away. So that was what the cranes were doing in That's the sports. It. I didn't have a clue when I walked past. Ah, there you go. Yeah. Ah. So if anybody can make use of them, um, give us a shout at the club uh, so we can arrange collection. They're just free to take away, but they are obviously taken as seen. There's no warranty or anything with them, but they are all working. So, yeah, if we can get those reused, that would be brilliant. And the details of the lights um, are on this week's e-zine. So mm. just have a look at that if you need the specs. Yeah. Um, still, again, plenty that, that we've got going on at the club um, with the Squash Academy. Mm. A little bit unseen because they're a little bit out on their own, out at the far side of the club, but yeah. still very busy with... With Lou and everyone uh, keeping the courts full and, and busy with, with children and, and adults alike. We've got some competitions coming up as well. Um, it's World Squash Day this week on the ah. 15th. Uh, so there's a, there's a competition running um, at Dunnington. And then following on from that, 3rd of December they're at Malton and the 25th of February at Wigington. And we've already confirmed the biggest junior event in the York and District calendar um, for next year on the 22nd of April. Uh, which will be the first time that we've done that, and actually the most of the entrants have come from our club, so it's a it's an amazing achievement for us as a relatively new facility, um, and yeah, you know, just sort of testament to the hard work that um, Scott and Lou and everybody mm. puts in. So, yeah, yeah, best of luck to everybody that's involved in that. Yeah, um, and if you haven't seen it, of course, there is uh, on the easing a nice message from uh, our chief executive, Mr. Graham Young, um, who uh, has put a message out to just members of the public, isn't it, really? Mm. Um, he says, thank you to everyone that is supporting the club in whatever way at the moment. Scarborough Rugby Club, like most businesses involved in hospitality, uh, are encountering a difficult labour market and have found recruitment extremely challenging. Thankfully, to date, this hasn't resulted in any functions or events being cancelled, and we expect this to continue moving forwards. Uh, however, there may be occasions where speed of service is slightly compromised, and we appreciate your patience and understanding during these busy times. Uh, our staff are doing a wonderful job, sometimes working double shifts, so please be kind and offer them a smile. It will make a huge difference to us mm. all. Um, I think that pretty much uh, says mm. what everyone you know sort of feels, don't they, at the moment? It's yeah, very challenging times. It is. Everywhere you go, everybody just speak to all having the same problems and I think you know when people do get a little bit tetchy when you're waiting for service or you wait you've ordered and you're waiting for your food or your drink to arrive I think we all just need to cast our minds back a couple of years and think actually we will you know at that point in time we couldn't actually see when we would ever get out again mm. um, and it is it is difficult it is challenging and, and the staff that we have here work so hard and, and it, it does make a massive difference, a little smile and a thank you and just a little bit of patience mm. is all anybody asks. And it's hopefully what we give to others when we go somewhere else. Yeah. So, yeah, it's um, it's a timely message, I think, from from Graham. So thank you for that. Um, and hopefully everybody, you know, is happy with the service that we give and, and understands that sometimes there is a little bit of a wait. But mm. that's that's just how it is. We can't do anything about it. We would rather have that and continue to serve you and not have to cancel things than than you know what the um I guess alternative is. I guess for people who are just starting out so for example maybe school leavers or mm. or people who are wanting weekend jobs they might do their first shift and if for example you, you you know you are a bit tetchy about about a longer service or whatever it's going to put people off isn't of it, it? So it's if you just give them, them a smile yeah that'll be like, mm, I can do this you know yeah. and, and that's where you get the strong members of staff that everyone Sort of yeah, with. yeah, I mean, we've got some brilliant members of staff here that you'll all recognise, you know, you'll see sort of week in, week out. 
But we've also got some youngsters that come and, you know, they're starting their, their work life, if you like, by sort of... And, and I don't know whether you've ever worked in hospitality, Charlie, but... I used I to work here. Have, oh, oh, did you? Yeah, I used to work oh, in Hartley. I worked for five or six months in Hartley's. Right. Um, well, I had a really good well, time. you know, you sort of cut your teeth on it and, and you learn a lot of life skills working in hospitality. Oh, you do, you do. Sunday mornings when we have minis, mm. that used to really test us. Like, we, we used to be hand, all hands. It there used is, to be maybe five or is, six of us behind yeah. there just trying to get um, coffee and, and tea orders and stuff ready. It was, you know, it was a busy time. Yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, I was here on Sunday welcoming um, everybody into the club on Sunday morning and uh, ran through to grab a cup of tea and every single table was full. Mm. Um, so, yeah, it is a big overhead on the staff that we have, um, but we think they do a great job and we hope that you all do too. Yeah. So I think we've kept people waiting a little bit longer. Shall we do it? I think we should let them hear from the main man himself who joined us. Now, this is obviously pre-recorded yeah. um, because James joined us last week, didn't he? And um, and, and, and everything. So here is exactly um, what James Haskell, former England rugby player, um, said to us when he joined us last week. James, firstly, it's quite incredible to have you sat with us here. Um, how does it feel to be up here at Silveroid? Well, first of all, I was looking around for this well-known superstar that you just said was coming on, and I realised you're talking about me, which is highly embarrassing. Um, yeah, it's great. I, I'm going to be completely honest with you. Now, when I got on the train, I didn't really know where Scarborough was. Or where no, I was nobody going. knows where I, I, But I don't... It's not just this place. It's I get on trains and turn up to places, and I just do what I do, and I don't ever look at where I'm going. Mm. So on Sunday night, I was DJing somewhere past Birmingham. Monday night, I was DJing in Exeter. Today I'm in Scarborough, and then I, but then I, uh, Graham, who's very kind of driving me around, I was like, oh, we're by the sea, and then he showed me the sea, and I was like, oh, lovely, uh, you know, and apparently this is the place to be, like, if you think Blackpool's Scarborough's at the bottom, the, Scarborough's yeah. the elite version. Um, <laughs> Scarborough's one of the biggest, apparently one of the biggest holiday destinations in the UK now. That's what I, that's what I heard, apparently mm. it goes off in the summer, um, so he sort of took me on a little... Um, jaunt down the the beachfront and saw all the kind of arcades and bits and pieces. I'm staying in a very nice apartment with the sea view. Um, so yeah, and, I, and I'm also blown away by the um, the clubhouse. Oh, I was, I've been told yeah, seven really... times that it's the biggest clubhouse <laughs> in, in in the UK for, you know... Um... Was that seven times in the car by well, Jeffers on the I, way I, here? I, I bet, no, I mean, I, 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 I was asked in the podcast about five times, so there was no, there's no way of getting out. No, no. I was... Um, no escaping. He, he, he said, do you want to go and see around the clubhouse? I was like, do you want to show me around the clubhouse? <laughs> um, and we went around and had a look at it, and uh, it's better than any premiership facilities I've ever seen. The oh. gym's amazing. The gym's Barons is great. The multi-purpose thing, I mean, I, again, without getting too deep, one of the things I talked about... Um, on my other on my own podcast was that rugby sustainability is only viable even at grassroots or anywhere else if you have multi-purpose mm, places because rugby costs mm. people money doesn't make people money because no. of, of the level of the sport i think if, it, if we talk about football we'd probably be inundated but it's still a bit of a niche of sport rugby but to see this place buzzing mm. the gym the cafe the squash courts the strength and conditioning place, the the physio room, paddle tennis we're building. I've, I've heard about yeah. paddle tennis. Yeah, yeah. I was I was sat, you know, I was I've been given everything. I've got the blueprints. <laughs> I've been showing everything, but I, I I'm amazed. It's it's a really really cool place. Yeah. So um, and I was told that the only thing that would let it down is if I 
wasn't very funny this evening. <laughs> so, we do really well, actually. I don't know if you can see my board there. That is it, very neat writing. It is, isn't Incredibly it? Incredibly neat writing. My best Sunday writing. <laughs> but that's just a few of the coaches, the volunteers that help us run the age grade rugby here. Um, and obviously we can't do it without them. No. But it grows week on week, girls and boys. You know, we've got um really strong girls team and so you've got 400 juniors yeah yeah we have yeah, yeah somewhere, somewhere in the region so i'm so not it's, it's like I've it's got like you've sheet. done your yeah, research yeah, yeah. it's isn't also it? like yeah. i've done a podcast before but i can <laughs> honestly tell you <laughs> not unlike all, us all, no, the no. De- all the details that you've told me by tomorrow have just gone out of my head obviously. but i'm very good at remembering yeah. what people said yeah. and then and then i when i don't have to talk about it anymore i'll forget it one thing i wanted to ask you is your podcast that you do yes have, i've listened obviously and it, you've obviously got this really strong relationship mm. Do you think that that is as important as the content? Because yeah. we're just starting out on our mm. journey. This is only our fourth episode, so we really are just yeah. learning, aren't we? I mean, I think there's a, there's, a, there's a couple of things. Everybody's now got a podcast. Yeah. You know, even your nan's got a podcast talking about antiques or words originals or whatever old people are into. Yeah, yeah. So what you've got to understand is, is what is firstly, what, what are you trying to achieve? Mm. So without... And this may be what you're doing without telling you what to do. Something about um, a club like this with the personalities and the stories, mm. that is yeah. what sells it. Mm. That is what you want to find. You want to lift the lid on what the coaches do. You want to lift the lid on some of the activities. Mm. You want to talk about some stories that happened on away games. And the fu- and that, I think, is okay. about kind of build the personality. Because ultimately, if you're just telling stories and it has no point to it or it has no direction, it's fine. It's fun to do and it's easy to put a podcast up. But I would imagine it's probably another string to a bow to encourage people to come yeah. down and sell yourselves to yeah. the club. And I think selling it is through personalities and heroes and little moments. And, you know, I think it'd be quite just off the top of my head. And if you had um, the moment of the weekend where somebody's done something amazing, yeah. the best tackle across the games, then suddenly people feel like, oh, do you know, if I do stuff well, I might get mentioned get on, on the podcast. podcast. Oh, and yeah. it goes yeah. round. Yeah. And then, you know, you can have little features. And I think, you know, it could be like club person of the of the mm. yeah, unsung yeah. hero. And you suddenly start listening. But I would say that what people are really interested in is personalities. They don't need uh, analytics. They don't no, need that. No. They want to know people. They want funny stories. Mm. They want to be have a relatable stuff. And I'd say... Keeping it short and sharp yeah. is, is always the, is always the way, um, yeah. and I think like you know maybe doing stuff on location like you podcasting from a tour bus for the first team going out and playing. What's that like? Post, you know what I mean? Just and then interviewing <laughs> the guys and saying, "Let's see what, do a diary yeah. of it." I think that that would be interesting because I think I haven't heard of a, of a, a, a kind of I mean the most respectable a grassroots club mm. doing a podcast, mm. um, but I think there's a lot of stuff that clubs who are trying to build. Um, trying to build kind of a, a more of a fun and get more people down, mm. don't utilise social media as well and they don't yeah. utilise mm, things like definitely. podcasts. But yeah, I think yeah. it's definitely got to be about the stories. And I think the chemistry is important. Yeah. Um, and it's not taking yourselves too seriously. No. I think it's been quite relaxed. And remember that you're not necessarily reinventing the wheel. But there, there is re- very niche podcasts that, you know, would you know, talk about, I'm, I'm maybe off the top of my head, but you know, air conditioning units, yeah. you really want to boil down to that. But I think people are really interested in personalities and vibes and fun and kind of getting because it's long form as mm. well you know on social media it can often be quite short it's quite yeah. nice to talk yeah. and, share, and share stories yeah. and find out people you might find chemistry works and it's quite I think sometimes as well when you're podcasting in, with a good bad rugby we each have a role you know I am not as ill-informed and sort of gung-ho as I <laughs> maybe I am but I'm not, <laughs> not not intentionally you know Alex plays his role as kind yes. of our you know as our whipping boy 
But without him, the show would have been absolute shambles. He's one of the smoothest presenters, operators, knows when to push, when not, not to push. And I think Mike, with his knowledge um, mm. of rugby and his and his kind of views on it, it just sits in quite nicely. Mm. And, and again, we're not frightened to have a have an opinion, no, you know, no. which I think in, in 2022 is, is a massive thing to have. Yeah. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I totally agree. A, a great idea to... to um, record from from the bus although i may have to do it on the way there yeah not, not the on way the way back, back because the, there'll be a lot of expletives i think yeah well there. i mean but, but then maybe you don't shy away from that no either, do you? no i don't i'm not and again it's one of those things i think um it's weird my parents always tell me off for swearing like my dad's like an idiot and actually my wife's got quite a, a, a potty mouth but I think there's Oscar Wilde, I might make this up, that said, you know, that swearing is a sign of intelligence. I, I like throwing a few expletives mm. around because it emphasises stories. Yeah. But I can turn it on and off. So that's, mm. the, that, that's the weird thing is that I can, if I didn't want to, like I haven't mentioned, I haven't sworn once no, on here really well. or on live TV. Yeah. But I could quite easily. And I think sometimes it will... It's early though, isn't well, it? Well, <laughs> I mean, my stories upstairs will have yeah. a few of them in there. Um, but I think, yeah, I think... I don't think it's a problem as well because you could also do an after hours one. You could do like a bonus bonus episode, but put parental thing on. And go by the way, you really want to know what's going on. But yeah, yeah. but yeah, I think I don't I don't think you should shy away from that. It all depends again mm. who's listening to it, who's digesting mm. it, looking at the demographics. You know, if it's yeah. a load of kids, then then yeah. you've got to cut it across. But oh, we put out good bad rugby, and you get like mothers writing to me going, "Oh, my son loves it. And he's listening to this, and I had to explain what this means." I was like, "Well, you." Yeah. Well, you knew you know exactly what I'm about and how I am. I, it's not for me to I understand that you you want the kid listen to it, but equally, you know, I can't I can't legislate for everything. No. Know, so. Just fine. Just fine. I know yeah. you, you may have a question as well. Graham would like you'll be going upstairs, and there'll be a lot of people to. So there's a lot of juniors here. There's a lot of right. youth players. What could you say to them? You know, if you were to give them a quick thirty second message for their future, what 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 to to inspire them to to follow their goals and, and what they want to do in the future? Okay, so I'd say firstly, don't always put your eggs into one basket. And I, and what I mean by that is, you know, you're in a very um nice opportunity to be playing a sport that you love with not a lot of pressure on you. Um and yes you might have desires to be a professional sportsman, but there's many hurdles to doing that. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying you, it's not possible, but I'm saying there are hurdles. So just keep smashing your schoolwork. Play as much as uh, other sports as you can. Keep playing your rugby. Keep doing you know things outside mm. of um, your sport. And then if you do want to pursue it and you are desperate to become more successful, and I think when I was younger, we didn't have the twenty-four hour kind of media stuff, and we certainly didn't have social media. Now kids are so much so uh, mm. more well informed, mm. and they know so much about things. They're seeing stuff all the time, and they and they, and they become a lot more intentional. They're picking kids up at six and all this kind of stuff, and seven now, especially in football, yeah. to yeah. to to get them in. And I would say that if you want to take it more seriously, I think there's three things I would do. I would, I would find um, a professional player that plays for either for international side or a club side and who plays like you want to play yeah. and you should try to emulate them in training and watch them play I would just you know I'd spend hours watching Richard McCall play um, for the All Blacks like, you know I'd use Sky Plus and rewind and, and watch yeah. I would um, spend a bit of time after training sessions working on your core skills that's what I did every day of my career so I would split rugby up into handling passing catching kicking footwork running conditioning mm. um tackling all the areas and then every day I would spend 15 to 20 minutes after session doing one so I do like tackling on a Monday mm. Tuesday I do passing um, you know Wednesday I would do uh, you know maybe extra fitness uh, I would do footwork 
and if you're just doing that mm. is really is really easy and find a friend yeah. you know I find a friend after training go right let's do 10 pass on one hand let's do 10 pass on that and that for me is amazing I think and the third thing is just to enjoy it you know because life only gets more serious brilliant James Haskell, thank you very much. So there you go, that was James Haskell um, who joined myself and Sharon um, ahead of the uh, ahead of the sportsman's dinner that we talked about just a little bit earlier. Sharon, it was, for me, it mm. was a little bit of a... Was it bucket list stuff? Oh, it was amazing. It really was amazing. I wish we'd have had him for longer because yeah. if we'd have had him for an hour or so, the stories we would have been able to well, talk I, about... I, I don't like to brag, but I actually got to sit with him all evening. So. Yeah, well, I'd, from the reviews of people saying, they did say that he was very funny. He was very funny. Um, yes, it, I will just leave it there. He was very funny. Best way to leave it. Best way to yeah, leave it. Very, very lovely company. Um, yeah. You know, um, consummate professional. Um, yeah, it was. It was a great experience. Um, him and John Gillan, the the MC, did a, did a great job for everybody that attended the sportsman's mm. dinner on on Thursday evening, and and it was, it was lovely to have James in the club. And one of the nicest things I felt was how embracing he was of you know spending time with with not only with you and I, Charlie, but with the the um the players that were around that evening um with the lads that were in the gym uh, graham young spent some time with him um, and showed him around the facility mm. took him through to the squash academy they had a look at you know everything that we've got here at the club um james went down the um changing room corridor and signed the photo board for us uh, put a message on there which was lovely of him lots of things that he didn't have to do while he was here um, but he did, and he did it with really good grace. Mm. Um, I know Jack, our young artist who's done the um, artwork in the corridor, was really chuffed that James stood and had his picture taken with that. So, again, you know, that was sort of bucket list things yeah. for, for, for him. Um, so, yeah, really, just really, really great time and um, really grateful to him for spending that time with us. Yeah, I was low-key really upset that when we came off air from recording the interview, James said some quite funny things, uh, including who does he invoice for? <laughs> and then and then he said he'll invoice um, Graham Young. So um, yeah. that was the thing. But what was quite amazing was obviously we only build five minutes, yeah. but we could not stop him from talking. No, no. I mean, he's obviously, you know, he knows what he's doing. He has his own podcast. And I guess once you put somebody like that in front of a microphone... Mm then they just go don't they mm. um you know whereas you and i are still learning i yeah, think yeah. it's fair to yeah, say yeah. every week um james was just like yeah there's a microphone yeah this is that's fine i'll just run with it um and and he did that and it was it was great it was great to see i have listened or watched some of his podcasts the good the bad yeah. the rugby yeah so funny it is funny some yeah. of the stuff that they get up to is unbelievable yeah. it really yeah. is and they all complement each other really well yeah yeah um but yeah so sharon that brings to an end um, a kind of bonus episode five of uh, of our uh, from the Touchdown podcast with uh, with James Haskell. Um, we've got still got plenty of guests to come. Who have we got coming up in the hot seat next? In the hot seat next, we have uh, Mr. Dave Mort uh, on the back of his. Someone in... who everyone will most probably know. Well, yeah, and if they don't know, then they will do after yeah. the podcast. <laughs> uh, yeah, off the back of his England's most powerful man attempt at the weekend. Um, he's going to talk to us about uh, about the event, about his training, nutrition, um, and his work here at the club. So yeah, that's I I'm think looking he, forward to that. I'm hoping he's got some sneak preview information about Valhalla uh, and Conquer the Castle. 
uh, the competition that he does, the weightlifting competition that he does, that they've done twice here. They have in collaboration with Barron's Fitness. Yes, with yeah. Barron's Fitness. So I'm hoping, fingers crossed, he'll right. bring us some information that he promised me he would. Okay, um, oh, well, okay. I'll hold that to him, though. If he doesn't, then I'll be... I won't be very happy. <laughs> well, um, let's, hope, uh, let's hope he doesn't let you down, Charlie. I know, but on behalf of myself, um, Charlie Upper and Sharon Tate, Sharon, firstly, thank you for joining me. You're welcome. Um, it's been a pleasure, really has so, been a pleasure. It always is, week in, week out. We're getting better at this, aren't we? We'll see. <laughs> we'll yeah. see what the feedback is. But yeah. I, yeah, I mean, the thing is, it's like I said earlier, we, we're learning every week. We're always open to suggestions and, uh, you know, anybody that wants to get involved, just get in touch with us. Mm, definitely uh, like please like and share the podcast get it out there as far and wide as we can and all the other episodes are available uh, with Reese Stanfield there was Amanda Craven and then of course this episode and we'll have another episode out weekly as well um, but from myself and Sharon thank you very much for listening uh, enjoy the rest of your day